Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the CyberPro Podcast, where industry leaders share their insights. It's about five questions in less than nine minutes because hackers never sleep. Scott, super excited to have you on. First question, who are you and what do you do? Yeah, great to be on. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm Scott Schober. I'm the president and CEO of Berkeley Varitronic Systems. We're a small privately held company. We've actually been in business 49 years based out of central New Jersey. And we provide wireless threat detection tools, which is simply tools that will stop cyber criminals for hacking into networks using wireless as the conduit. And uh, it's a pretty exciting little career and area, niche area. And then a lot of the offshoots are all tied to cybersecurity, best practices, educating small business owners up, up to large companies and even consumers. I think that's a valuable tool that most people overlook is that wi wireless or Wi-Fi connection. So yeah. question number two, what's the best thing about being a cybersecurity professional? Wow. I have to say every single day I come in, I have no clue what I'm going to be doing because every day is different. One day I'm talking about ransomware. The next day I'm talking about a wireless threat, the latest breach, uh, which is kind of exciting. I'm constantly educating myself, learning as much as I can, and then in turn, hopefully sharing the, the bits and pieces that I'm learning with other people. So together we can all stay uh, uh, safe in the world of cyber. I'm going to add a, the first add-on question here. Do you have something that really stands out as your favorite thing that you like to talk about when it comes to cybersecurity? Yeah, I, I really get excited. Don't ask me why, but maybe a number of years ago, I kind of got frustrated when my, my debit card was compromised. And of course, my credit card, my company was targeted, hacked, we had 65 grand taken, but in particular, the debit card. So what I get excited about is talking about how to stop cyber criminals from stealing our credit and debit cards at the gas pump and at ATMs. That kind of gets me energized, finding different tools and techniques ways to combat them and, and beat them at their own game. Nice. Question number three-ish, like I said, uh, cybersecurity is a top concern. That's, that's what everybody's talking about today is, is cybersecurity. But what does is, what is cybersecurity is a top concern mean to you? Well, what does it mean as far as cybersecurity? Why is it a top concern? Yeah. Oh, well, I think, and it probably really hit home for me when I wrote my second book entitled Cybersecurity is everybody's business because at a certain point I realized everybody was calling me, my neighbors, my family, business colleagues, people I didn't even know I'm getting phone calls from saying, hey, Scott, you know, I think I'm a victim of ransomware. Somebody told me to call you. What do I do? How do I get out of this? So on and so forth. I'm constantly talking and I'm saying, what is going on? And then I realized I had that a duh moment. And I said, geez, it went from the point years back when there was a target breach in Home Depot and all that, where it was deers in the headlight, nobody knew what I was talking about. Sharing best practices, multi-factor authentication, strong passwords, all these other things I preach and they go, uh-huh, and they didn't know what I was saying. Now, suddenly they're asking me, how do I do that multi-factor authentication you were talking about years ago? I guess I need to do that because I'm a victim. Last night, I got a phone call from a close colleague. His wife was victimized, just became a victim of identity theft. And so I went down the list of some of the things like, and, and traced it back how it happened. And it went back to their actual, the company she worked with and realized there were other employees that ended up becoming victims of identity theft as well. So kind of working out some of the pain points with people and sharing how did they get there, maybe what misfortunes, mistakes they made were similar to what I've done in the past. 
and helps them to kind of get out of it and prevent it from happening again. Question number four, what piece of insight do you want to share with our network? I think the, one of the most important things, and I tell people this all the time, is don't be intimidated when you hear cybersecurity. And at the same time, don't think you have to spend a lot of money. A lot of times, the, those do not go hand in hand. Start with the basics. The human element, we tend to be the weakest link in cybersecurity. So when you hear the same old thing about long, strong passwords, don't reuse the same password, use multi-factor authentication where you can. Those are things that you and I and your audience can actually do. And it's just balancing out, looking at it from a security perspective versus convenience perspective. If we spend a little bit more time on the security side, yeah, it won't be as convenient, but we'll be a lot more secure. And again, it doesn't cost us. It doesn't hit our wallets that much. Yeah, we'll have to spend some money for basic stuff, but it's not like you have to spend millions of dollars like some of these huge Fortune 500 companies do every single month just to keep up with things. That's, that's what I think people in the community, especially my veteran colleagues have small businesses, they're, they're worried that they're going to eat up their revenue. They're worried about their margins. But thank you. That, that, that is, is very insightful. Final question, fun question. What's your favorite piece of retro technology that makes you smile? The favorite piece of retro technology? I go back to the days of Atari. Um, I'm a big gamer. I was a big hacker. I was a big pirater of every game known to man. My father happened to work at Atari in the research labs. So my brother and I were blessed. We were, we were asked to test all the games as they came out before they released them and document the bugs. And they didn't pay us, but they paid us in pizza and allowing us to play any game we wanted whenever we wanted. So anything and everything to do with old Atari games. I've got a, a centipede cocktail table and stand-up arcade machines from back in the 80s, just so I can always reminisce and always kind of keep that connection going. And um, I, I think that's always exciting, especially now as I see kind of Atari is coming back and they're re-releasing some of the old classics and things. That, that's probably more nostalgia than anything, and it, it gets me excited. Wonderful, Scott. This was amazing and epic to have you on the CyberPro podcast. Thank you. Oh, th thank you so much for uh, having me on and stay safe, everyone.